I pretty much, I remember telling myself, I was like, hitting a good tee shot here can be the difference between getting your PGA Tour card or not. So I was like, you just have to hit a good shot. And I feel like in tournament golf, sometimes like there's holes where you just have to hit a good shot. Like that's, that's what you have to do. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Brandon Wu. Brandon Wu is the guest today. Yeah, that's not me. That will be me. Half a second. Oh, I see. Like, you welcome thought, to the show, Brandon thought, Wu. And then I'm like, you hi. People would think that you were Brandon Wu. I mean, it's an audio format. How could they know? Let me. Th Did you really think that JoJo was Brandon Wu? You could try it. What's up, Brandon? Oh, I could, but I think I don't think I think it's trouble for everyone. <laughs> you guys are like the same age. Similar age. That's sad. Wow, that's true. He's older than me. Why is that sad? He's older than me. I got He's a chance. He's accomplished quite a bit. <laughs> Which, speaking of, 25 years old. Second year on the PGA Tour. I mean, a lot. I mean, he qualified for the Open. He won the 2020 Corn Ferry Championship. Yeah, I think he was T2 at the uh, Mexican Open earlier. It's insane. This, this spring. He's done a lot. He's a Stanford grad. He's a great guy. It was nice of him to... You He's know what a he great did? guest. So when was this recorded? Because this is kind of cool that he decided to do the It was on Saturday, the, the day he missed the cut. We texted him Friday night. I was like, yo, B, woo. You want to come over? He's like, sure, I'd love to immediately on and before he uh, catches a train to london with his family his brother and his mom so cool or his girlfriend yes yeah he 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 rolled with a very thin entourage he'll talk about it on the podcast and you definitely want to listen to this he qualified for the open the sunday prior so intense change plans in scotland t6 at the genesis and was like okay you know, i guess i'll stay it's a cool story because it was like this complicated like you know like sequence of events that had to take place for him to you know, get the strokes in the clubhouse. He couldn't be tied and needed to be outright third or sixth. Or a really interesting story. I mean, you realize these guys' lives hang in the balance of that board, that leaderboard. Yeah. and Life and on the leaderboard, bro. Especially if you're already in the clubhouse and you're just staring at the names. Just staring there. Just literally at the club. I mean, what are you doing? Are you eating snacks? Or are you just sitting there? He was like, I left and turned my phone mm -hmm. off. <laughs> <laughs> I hate I hate when these 25-year-olds are just so well-adjusted. He's like, I'm just going to turn my phone off. That's the healthiest thing. He's a healthy man. Speaking of healthy men, <laughs> this week, what? This week and every week, you can bet on healthy men in the PGA Tour using FanDuel Sportsbook. 2022 Rocket Mortgage Classic is making its way to round out the regular season. It's the second to last event, and uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to lock and load. It's going to rock and road tomorrow. Ooh, Detroit uh, kicking off Rocky tomorrow. Road. Defending champ Cam Davis. Um, and Finau will be back in the field. I'm not going to say it. I'll let everyone else say it. But Dang, dude, it happened. He said Finau, Finau wins. You said Smith, Smith wins. Is Cam Davis going to win? <laughs> no, no, because I looked on FanDuel. Do you know what the odds are for Brandon Wu to win? Oh, my God. 6,000? Plus 14,000. 14,000? Plus 14,000. Oh, you're calling it. it now. You're saying Brandon Wu. Well, uh, that would be quite something, but if you put $10 on Brandon Wu on the FanDuel Sportsbook app, you would win $1,400. Just a ten dollar bet. I mean, sign up now. Get your no sweat first bet today. If you don't win, you're gonna get a thousand dollars back in free bets. Betting on FanDuel has got great promotions every day. Safe and secure app. Get paid fast. See for yourself why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook app. And put ten dollars on BWOO because that's the story today. Uh, download the FanDuel sportsbook app and use the promo code RGC. Make sure you that you use that code and get started. Uh, FanDuel Sportsbook, the official. Betting operator, PGA Tour, promo code RTC. All right, on to B. Wu. All right, so here we are. Brandon Wu, how are you feeling today? Good. I mean, it's a beautiful day in the home of golf, so I can't complain. You and I have, like, I feel like we've been 
about to meet for years. Maybe you don't feel that way. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> no, no, yeah. I think uh, paths have been close to crossing. I, I remember the first time, briefly, um, we were at Portrush and played a few, maybe with Charlie Hoffman or something, and you had the ace cam going. So yeah. I, I remember that time. But, yeah, you uh, passed through there. That through uh, What was the was that the 16th hole? 16th hole, yeah. That was Calamity a calamity corner. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. A beast. That was your first open that you played in. Yeah, yeah. So I was still an amateur at the time and, uh, yeah, went through final qualifying here in Scotland. And, uh, yeah, I was so stoked to be there. So how does that work? How did, so there, you're one of four at that point, right? Four amateurs qualify for the Open. Every year, you know, the British Am champ, US Am champ, um, a couple of those handful of amateurs uh, get in through there. And then that year I just decided, yeah, I was exempt into final qualifying. So the way my Stanford coach put it was like you're 36 holes away from playing the open championship you know why not give it a try so i was like whoa all right sounds good (laughs) and so tell me about those 36 holes we played at fairmont st andrews so not far from here actually um but yeah it was was pretty breezy that day blowing about 20 the entire day and i was off to a good start in the morning and i think uh ended up winning by three so you know kind of (laughs) cruised by three (laughs) yeah yeah so it felt good (laughs) did you know a lot of the cats you were playing against uh, to be honest, I, I, I really didn't. Really? Um, so I mean, maybe a few names here and there, but uh, yeah, I, I didn't really know that many people. That's amazing. Um, so obviously you played in this year's Open at, uh, at St. Andrews. Backing up though, uh, we, you know, like you're in Stanford. What's that moment like when you get in? Because that's got to be a big deal for a golfer. Yeah, for sure. I think... Uh, I'd kind of always wanted to go to Stanford and uh, throughout high school, you know, worked hard to try and, you know, hopefully make that a reality. And, uh, yeah, I'll never forget the coach called me uh, and, you know, I was with some of my friends and he's like, hey, you're in. (laughs) I was ecstatic. Just called your cell phone. Called my phone. Did you have his number saved in your phone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we had, you know, been talking a little bit through recruiting and whatnot. But um, so I think at Stanford, it's a little bit different where your application needs to be approved by the admissions department. So that's, you know. The golf can be there and the coach can kind of send it forward, but uh, you need to have the grades and all that other stuff. So that was kind of the last hurdle to get over. So you also uh, care about academics or you at least do well? Yeah, I would say I was kind of like a career B plus, A minus student where, you know, I, f- I felt like. That's great. I, yeah, good enough to get by, but was never like a standout star student. Uh, do you so, have siblings? Yeah, I have two younger brothers. What are they like? Uh, one is 22 years old or 21 years old. Yeah, okay. He's going to be a senior at Cornell and he does hospitality. Okay. Um, and then the youngest one just turned 14 and he's, he's kind of a golfer as well. So, uh, kind of a golfer as well. What does that mean in the Wu family? You know, he's interested. He likes to play. Um, I think he's starting to take it a little bit more seriously. He hopefully has college golf aspirations and, uh, and what are you now? 23? I'm 25 now. 25 now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So when you, <laughs> does your youngest brother just like. Because I have a 10-year gap between my older brother and myself. Mm -hmm. And I remember looking up to him tremendously. I mean, I'm guessing he's in like, um, you know, he's like ninth grade or something like that, freshman year or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, he must just like, you're over here like playing in the open. He must just be freaking out. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, lucky for him, he's here this week. So they got to, yeah, he got to come. And uh, yeah, like this year he's been to the Memorial, uh, which was awesome for him. And then he came. Did you guys share a room? No, no. He got his own space. Yeah, yeah, got his own space. But uh, yeah, yeah, so it's sweet. I mean, I think for him, he's able to come for a few practice rounds. I think the practice rounds are great for the kids and, you know, for my brother because kind of walk inside the ropes and see all the players and whatnot. Did you let him hit any shots? No, no shots. Would you get in trouble, you think, or no? I you know, I, I don't know. I think, yeah. you know, far away on the course, maybe get right. away with it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it'd be a good story. Because they don't do a pro-am this week. 
Yeah, no pro-am. So uh, it's basically just pros hitting shots. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You seem like you're in a very good mood. Are you? Yeah, I think um, yesterday was tough. Um, I was I played really well the first two days, and um, you know, coming down the stretch, I was kind of right on the cut line, and I made a double on 16, which is pretty costly. And then, uh, yeah, so is is pretty disappointing to kind yeah. of miss the cut like that. Um, but you know, I to be fair, like if I asked myself a week ago, if you know, would I be excited to be playing the Open? And this this is such a cool experience. I, you know, I got in so last minute Sunday night, so. Uh, yeah, this is wait, awesome. wait. You got in last Sunday night, but I thought you went through traditional qualifying for this year. No, so this year um, the qualifying so qualifying series I think they call it. So they have four separate qualifiers with three spots each, um, but also they have a few spots at some of the events. So for example, the Irish Open, the Scottish Open. Sure. Um, so I got one of the three spots from the Scottish Open last week. Right. Yeah, okay. Because yeah. you came in. Uh, what was your? What did you run? I finished sixth there. Six. Yeah. yeah, T- yeah. T- ten. Anything. Anything inside tenth. Yeah. You're inside going to the tenth, open. and then top three who are not exempt. So basically, it came down to there were a few guys finishing, and I was kind of teetering, you know, on one half in, one half out. So. Wow. And so the whole day Sunday. What time did you finish your round on Sunday at Renaissance? Um, I finished. I probably finished like three, four o'clock. And, and um, so how long were you just waiting? Yeah, so I was at the course for about another hour. So there were two guys kind of to watch for. I watched the first guy finish. He made a bogey. So then, And you're fully aware of, like, all of the balls that need to fall into place for you to get to play St. Andrews. For sure, week. yeah. So one big kind of thing working against me was the tiebreaker, which is world ranking. So a lot of the guys still on the course had that over me. So then if we finished tied, you know, they would – win that tiebreaker and I'd be out. So I needed to beat them outright. <laughs> you couldn't so. you couldn't finish in a tie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And what was your score to par uh, at, at the Scottish? So I can't remember exactly, but I shot three under the last day, which was okay. which was a good round. Yeah. I love it. You don't even remember the cumulative <laughs> score. You're just like, yeah, doesn't yeah. matter. That's <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Did you make a lot of money last week? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it was it was a decent check. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hopefully enough to cover the expenses from this week. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Russ Hacks is a nice place. Is that the only room you could get, or what happened? Yeah, I mean, Sunday night, you're scrambling. I mean, I figured everything in town would be booked since yeah. the year prior. So, uh, you know, kind of just asking around anywhere to stay. And How uh, many rooms does the Woo, like, you know, entourage need to acquire? Yeah, I guess I guess just two. One one okay. for me and one for my mom and my brother who were here. What, what about Caddy? Did you get a little, what? Uh, Caddy, I think he's you know really good about finding his own accommodation. He that's his problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, but he wants to get paid. He finds his own. For room. sure, for sure. Interesting. So, <laughs> luckily, I think um, you know a couple other caddies had booked rooms maybe a year in advance or something in anticipation. And if they don't get in, then suddenly that room frees up and yeah. he's got a room. It's going to someone else. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Wait, this is so crazy. So you finished the round around three, and then when? Do you finally realize that for sure you're not going home? Well, so I, like I said, there are two guys I was watching. The first guy finished, but I, I couldn't stick around like to watch the second one because I was just sweating it a little too much. <laughs> too much nerves. Yeah, yeah. So I like I got in the car to head to Edinburgh. Um, to do what? To I was staying with my friend Simon Holt. Um, yeah. Sunday night. Um, By the way, Simon Holt is a fan, friend of the channel. He was in the first episode of Adventures in Golf. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I, you know, I was on a United flight one day. And I saw I, I saw love that it. episode. So that I was love fun. It. But, um, you know, I got in the car, stopped looking at my phone because the only thing I didn't want was sort of the anticipation of, oh, like he hit it here. Like, that's a tough spot. Like, maybe he's going to make a bogey or whatever. Like, I wanted it just to be done and see yes or no. And fair because it was just kind of 
a little gut wrenching to be like, oh, like he just hit it here. Oh, he's like, this uh, part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a little yeah, I guess because you could make a birdie from the woods, or you could make, uh, you know, a double from the fairway. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So the yeah, I did, just didn't want to think about it. Didn't look at my phone for like 30, 40 minutes. Just kind of was talking to my driver in the car, trying to get my mind off it, and <laughs> finally picked up and checked. Had a bunch of messages from my friends. So that's what I they knew. all knew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, so how did they know? Did they know because of the inner workings of the like of the mathematical probability, or was it actually a story that came out that Brandon Wu was in the open? It, it was a story. So I think the announcers are kind of covering it. And right. uh, if you ever look at, I think maybe like Sky Sports coverage or something like that, but they have open logos next to everyone who's qualified. So it's like a a big topic, you know, during the Irish, during the Scottish, these events preceding the Open. You know, who's in, who's out, and who's going to get these final spots. So yeah, it's pretty exciting. Dude, that's so exciting because it's at this point now it's it transcends a golf tournament, right? I mean, you you are Sunday, you know, you're going back to Edinburgh to like go crash with Simon, you know, just a good golfer who like you know has supported you for a while in in a way of like kind of friendship overseas, right? And then what was your plan Monday? It had you not gotten in. I, I was headed to home. To, Why home? Uh, yeah, home in Dallas. <laughs> Just American Airlines to Dallas, done. Yeah, yeah, easy enough. So, but uh, yeah, it was. I feel like there's um, you know, you're changing flights often as a tour pro. Usually, it's the unfortunate one from Sunday night to Friday night because you're going <laughs> home early. But this one was a, you know, I was grateful to be extending my trip. Yeah. So, what's the first thing you do? I mean, like obviously you book the hotels, but what's the first thing you do that you're like, this is like a celebration moment, or is there any of that? I. I don't know. It, it honestly didn't even set in for a while because, you know, kind of it's interesting, like when you're in these like heat of the moments, like you're so locked in, like and, and you're kind of thinking about it. But uh, it's it's just, you know, and, and I honestly, I didn't even believe it at first because so many pieces had to fall into place that last day. Right. For me to actually make it. And uh, it was just incredible to have when you say it. so many pieces had to fall into place. What do you mean? Like, like, I know what you mean logistically. Well, but are you talking about something bigger? Um. More, more just like I had to play well. That was the first step. Right. Um, a couple people had to, you know, make a few bogeys towards the end. That had to work. The yeah. world ranking had to work out. And uh, just like, because I mean, I, I knew that I had a chance. Um, and I, you know, I played great. I made, I think, two, like 10, 12 footers for par my last two holes. So I knew those were important and right. at least gave me a chance, but uh, still needed some help. And yeah, it was just that crazy. That 18th at Renaissance is kind of a big hole. It was, yeah, so it was playing the I toughest. I that hole, too. Oh, really? Oh, you parted. Sorry, never mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> that, just just that, that hole was a beast because, I mean, you there's bunkers right about 250 yards to cover. Yeah, but it's, it's a 500-yard par four or something. Pretty much, yeah, yeah, and it's straight into the wind. So I hit I hit three wood, and I still had a, a five wood. I couldn't even get it to the green, so. <laughs> Whoa. That was a big hole. Was it sunny on Sunday? Uh, it was it was sunny, yeah. yeah. The weather was was nice. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Where did you stay down in East Lothian? Oh, you stayed in Edinburgh, right? No, so during the tournament, I stayed in North Berwick, actually, with Simon's parents. So Simon grew up in North Berwick. His parents still live there, and it was so easy staying with I them. I love it. Yeah, yeah. So you had experiences in Scotland. Um, where did you grow up mostly? So I was born in California and lived there until I was about eight, but then we moved around. We lived in Beijing, actually, for about five, six years, yeah, and okay. then ended up in Westchester, New York, for the rest of my childhood. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So I, I guess I'm curious to know, like, you know, you've had, like, a lot of, like, absolutely incredible golf experiences in the 25 years that you've been alive, and, you know, I don't know how long you've been playing golf. How long? Um, since I was six, so... 19. Like, yeah, yeah. So with all of those 19 years, like, you... 
you you like I guess I'm curious to know about the break between like like the the golf on this side of the of earth right like like the the home of golf kind of like right right as a professional athlete and a golfer who grew up like playing in California like how do, how do you look at like golf in Scotland you know what I mean like is it exciting was it scary like is it weird I don't know. how do you how do you understand it I I really enjoy it um the first time we came over was I think fall of 2017 uh, the Stanford golf team does a trip every four years or so to Scotland. Um, kind of, it's, you know, to learn a little bit more about golf and to kind of see some different courses, and it's a great trip. So that was my first chance playing Lynx golf and my first time meeting Simon, actually. So, yeah, and I that summer I ended up coming back, or actually a few summers later, I came back three, four times uh, to play between qualifying for the Open, playing the Open, and then uh, playing Walker Cup down in uh, Hoylake. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I just, I really enjoy Lynx golf. I think it's it's definitely different. So, you know, as a, as a golfer, like, to be able to experience sort of the different course, the different style of play, the different conditions is, is really interesting. You know, you're kind of expanding your, your knowledge of golf. So I, I really like it. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, it really is different. It's just like a different type of food. Like, it's just like I've never tasted anything like right, this. Right, right. You've met Tiger. Yeah, yeah, I'm I sure. Met right, him, like, met him twice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What is it like? Is is that is it clear that it's an alma mater thing, or how does that feel? What does that look like? It's uh, it's pretty crazy, you know. I feel like I've done, you know, as a professional, the last few years, I've done a good job of not viewing, you know, it's like it's crazy. You're seeing your idols, and then now they're sort of your peers. You're playing against them. You're trying to beat them. But uh, Tiger's probably been the toughest one to get over. You know, I'm still excited to see him on the range. Or I remember yesterday, I think I was on hole five when he was coming up 13. I asked my caddy a few holes prior, like, at what point are we seeing Tiger today? You know, like, because we're bound to cross paths with him at some point. And, uh, you know, it's pretty cool seeing him walk by, seeing the crowd, and just pretty special. Yeah. What, what was the experience like meeting him? Just pretty casual or? The, the first time I met him was um, at Stanford. He was trying to come back for the Safeway Open one year, and he was just at Stanford practicing. So, you know, it was funny. I think he was out there early Saturday morning, and, you know, the men's and women's golf teams were all out there practicing, trying to get a glimpse of Tiger. Because you knew he was coming. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. But um, I actually... I kind of semi met Tiger once uh, in China when I was a kid. So interesting. He would play the HSBC in Shanghai, right. and uh, one year I was kind of standing right behind. I think it was the tenth tee box, kind of in his line of sight, and uh, he saw me. He said hi, and I was like hello. <laughs> I don't know if he was surprised that I was speaking English or something, but he actually he gave <laughs> me his ball. So <laughs> that was a pretty cool. How story. old were you? Like, I must have been eight or nine years just old. Just a kid, yeah, like yeah. Velcro shoes. Yeah, and yeah, shit. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was cool. It's so incredible. Like the idea, you know, it's, it's, I feel like this week has been interesting, right? Cause we've been waiting for this tournament for years at the old course, right? We've been waiting for the open to return. Like we were ready for it before COVID then it was postponed and then it was moved around. And I mean, it's basically two years late, right? Or something like that. Yeah. And it's also been like a lot has happened with Tiger Woods. You know, we know this is his favorite course seeing him here. It's like very, you know, we haven't really seen him. We haven't really believed it. Like, cause the, the Southern Hills, we were like, that's a lot of walking, you know, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, um, so I don't know. It's just kind of been an interesting week to really look at all this stuff. And I feel like a lot of people have been talking about, I don't know, like how big Tiger is. I think as he gets, what is he? 46 now, but 40, something like that, like 48. I don't even know, but like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's just interesting. I don't know if like people have been talking about a lot. Does that, you know, I don't know what, even to say there really, but 
Yeah, I feel like it's it's interesting to see how his career and his influence has kind of changed over the years, you know, like this is, I think, such a cool part of his life where everyone is rooting for him. Um, everyone's happy to see him playing and competing. And, uh, you know, it, it, he might not be kind of playing to the level that he wants to or that he used to, but, you know, it's so good for the game of golf. It's so good for the fans and for all of us players. You know, we all idolize Tiger. So it's, it's really cool to see kind of this stage of his career. Yeah. It's kind of crazy to think that every, every golfer idolizes Tiger. Like, that's a fucking lot of people. I wasn't there when he came up 18 yesterday, um, but I heard it from another building. Yeah, yeah. I could hear. I was like, what just happened? And it was like, oh, Tiger was like, yeah. he's leaving Scotland tonight or tomorrow. You know, yeah, like, whoa. Yeah. It's, and it's interesting because it's even like, um, yeah, not that doesn't happen a lot where you like, where people are like, you know, thank you, I guess. I don't know. Um, okay, enough, enough kind of Tiger discussion but i guess like I, w I wanted to kind of talk about like you know um your week here right this unexpected week i guess like you didn't know until the last minute like what you've played the old course before how many times this was i'd played i played dunhill links one year that was cool. actually my first professional tournament which Sick. was super fun yeah yeah um and who's your partner I played with Jim Crane. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, I got to know Jim really well that week, yeah. uh, which was great. And uh, yeah, so it was that was really fun. And then I played I played once for fun okay. before that. Yeah, cool. So you're coming in, you got some understanding. It's whatever. And like, but but what like stuck out to you this week, right? As you're like looking back on the week, you're like, wow, that was like a highlight. Anything? Highlight? I think just. Um, I feel like the old course is interesting. To be fair, like the first place, the first time I played it, I was like not super impressed. Uh, you know, a lot of blind shots. I didn't really know where I was going, but uh, you know, I started to appreciate that back nine, especially. You know, I think it's so cool picking targets in town. You're basically, you know, aiming at this church spire <laughs> or whatever, and it's so unique. Like, where where else are you hitting at these yeah. kind of historic buildings and playing all your way into town and seeing the people like just walking through the streets you know so it's it's really fascinating and yeah. pretty unique oh that's an interesting way to look at it. it's almost like a video game for like sure yeah, yeah, yeah. you know interesting thing about the old course and kind of a lot of links golf in general is the sunken tee box uh -huh. like the tee box where you're not elevated and you can't see anything yeah the yeah. way you describe it it's like on tv when you're watching all these cameras are 50 feet in the air we're down there like six feet in the air and i'm like i can't see anything i don't know what's over there i'm scared What's your, what was your emotional, like, you know, like walk us through, you know, the 36 holes, right? Like what, how, where did you like, what was like the, the, the kind of like graph of where Brandon's at for these 36 holes? To be fair, I'm pretty relaxed for most of it. Okay. Usually on the course, I like to keep like as steady as possible. But, um, you know, the, I remember the first hole, like very high. Cause I was obviously it's a wide fairway. So I think that was. I was thinking back to Port Rush, you know, at Port Rush, there's OB left. You yeah. can't feel the wind. It's hard off the right. I remember that year, Rory, I think, hit one out of bounds. Yeah. But it's a very difficult shot versus the first tee here. You know, it's a little bit more benign. But um, it's super interesting. They put the pin very front the first uh, two days, you know. And I was telling my caddy, I was like, this is a real gut check, you know. Like, yeah. first hole at the open, your first approach shot, and the pin is, you know, three paces over the burn. So you got you to gotta be uh, hitting a good <laughs> shot. And uh yeah, on the green, I was my heart was racing. I worked hard to just you know try to breathe and 
slow my heart rate down because I was so uh, so kind of amped up for that first hole. But yeah. then once you know you kind of get settled into your round, it's a little bit easier. Um, I think I made a few birdies my first nine holes, so I was playing well. And then um, I kind of uh, I missed a short one on 13, so made a bogey that first round. And then I hit one out of position, made another bogey. So that was kind of a you know kind of trying to get back on track a little bit. And okay. then. 16 17 very difficult holes so you got to finish strong and then um yeah i think that was my first day second day a lot of anticipation you're trying your best to make the weekend and play well and get yourself into contention so yeah. you kind of you're pretty focused most of the day um just on what you're doing so you had a what what were you in the morning on thursday yeah, yeah i was okay. i think like the third group off on thursday that probably worked out well for you because the afternoon was a little better yesterday but like the the just I'm curious to know like about like the the behind the scenes. So it's like, what the hell do you do Friday until what was your season yesterday? Uh, just before noon. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's not that bad. So, yeah. Not bad. But I finished about that time on Thursday. So I had about 24 hours off. <laughs> right. Yeah. What do you do with all that time? So I think um, I definitely took a nap. I think the, the 4am <laughs> wake up on Thursday was, was getting to me, but um, yeah, I think you, you relax, have some dinner. Um, I think I, Maybe walked around town a little bit, but not really. Yeah. Like uh, I, pr I was pretty tired after Thursday. Sure. Just getting ready for Friday. It's a lot of intensity. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Do you change anything up with the bag or anything like that? Do you like technical stuff? No, not really. I think um, I think everyone's different. I I usually don't practice after my round. Um, okay. I think it's I try to conserve some energy, and you know, especially if everything felt pretty good. I think if something feels really off, I might try to work on it. But usually, for the most part, it feels all right. And if I didn't play that great, it's because I, I don't know, made a bad decision or hit a couple bad shots, and you know, just go get it the next day. Do you have like a, a mindset around the mental game or some type of approach? Yeah, for sure. I think the mental game is something I've actually worked really hard on this year. Um, it's, it's really fascinating and it's really tough. I think it's because you're always going to hit bad shots or have things that not go your way. And I think it's, it's really easy to get frustrated. It's easy to get mad and it's easy to kind of sulk, but it's really difficult to keep your mind in a good place. It's mm. hard to stay positive and, you know, kind of make yourself confident. So uh, yeah. that's, that's something I've worked hard on this year. Yeah. Yeah, it is hard. So how do you do it? What, what's your what's the routine? Can you tell I me? Think, yeah, is yeah. It a secret? I think uh, no, no, no secrets. Um, is I it think, trademarked, <laughs> copyrighted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, I think breathing is something I really focus on and and can help. Um, that's something that I think uh, something I learned was that your mind can only really focus on one thing. So if it's kind of scattered, you just focus on your breathing. At least that's just the one thing you're focused on, and then your thoughts aren't kind of running all around. Um, and then another big thing is just self-talk. I think uh, you just have to pump yourself up. You have to be your best fan. Um, but again, it's hard, you know, after you, you miss a short putt, you're like, what, what the hell am I doing? What <laughs> am whatever. I doing here? Yeah. 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 And, um, but you know, you gotta, so what do you say? What's the reverse of that? What you must have a line. Come on. Well, I, so one thing I've started writing in my yardage book the past couple of weeks, I actually got from, I was, I've been watching this show all or nothing about, uh, premier league soccer okay. and, um, Jose Mourinho was telling his players in a pregame speech, he's like, nothing that happens out there can take away from your, from your confidence. And I thought that was really interesting, you know. It's like, say you're, you're feeling good before the round, but you miss a few short putts. Like, you can't let that take away your confidence in your short putting. And that was something that I, I just wrote down in my yards book and kept kind of looking at and referring to. And, uh, yeah, that was something that kind of helped me through the past couple of weeks. I love that. 
No, nothing like the the confidence is un uh it's not up for grabs for sure yeah it, it can't be changed by something that happens you already have your confidence and that's something you've either earned or you know and uh nothing that happens today can take away from that so to go one level deeper like who do you talk to about this like do, is there a person like do is it a conversation that players have amongst each other yeah i think um talking with players is important i actually i work with a, a mental coach um I've worked with her for the past kind of six or eight months this okay. year. Um, is it Julie? Uh, no, no. Her name is uh, Sarah. Okay. And uh, she's she's worked with a few um, different pros or whatever, but uh, she she has really good perspective, and I think it's it's nice to talk with her. Uh, a lot of her strategy is um, she kind of, you know I'll ask a question, and she'll be like, okay, like well, what do you think about it? And which is you know sometimes like you're kind of looking for the answer, but it forces you to kind of dive into what what are you what do you think like what's right. a good way for yourself because you know she can give me the answer but it's way more powerful when i'm thinking through it critically and she'll help me through that and uh yeah so it's it's cool it's a it's an interesting process that's so cool yeah yeah because that's going to work everywhere not just on the golf course necessarily i mean it's clearly for golf but yeah, i think a lot of amateurs probably have a lot to learn in that way you know what i mean like i think a lot of amateurs come up and just like they're just done before they even put the glove on almost. You know, I mean, it's just like, oh, like I'm, I'm terrible at this. And you're like, whoa, dude, like you haven't even hit a ball yet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's interesting too, to hear, I, I always, I'm curious now, like aside from like where the ball goes during a pro-am, like what do you see that amateurs do that's kind of like eye-opening? Eye-opening, huh? I guess, um, well, like you just said, they're, they're kind of mindset, you know, I can't remember how many times, like, first thing they say to you, like, oh, I'm going to play terrible today. Or like, oh, you're going to see some terrible golf today. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, now that you've said it, like, of course I cool, am. Cool, that's right? going to be easy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's really interesting. I, th I feel like something I try to tell the, the pro-am people is, like, it, it doesn't matter if you're hitting bad shots. Like, I'm here to have a good time, like, hang out with you guys. And, like, the golf doesn't matter. Like, don't yeah. put too much stress on yourself and whatnot. And yeah. It really is not about that for the amateur game, you know? so interesting though because we definitely what I, I one of the things i've been noticing recently is um when a when a player will uh hit a shot and then tell you what happened <laughs> do you know what i mean like yeah, that's yeah. that went left and you're like got it i <laughs> saw it too like do you want to narrate the movie i'm yeah. watching now <laughs> exactly <laughs> like yeah, yeah. jim went into a coffee shop <laughs> it's so funny that we have this like weird knee-jerk reaction to like describe what just happened for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Do you, what do you do on the course that you're like, why do I do that? Do you have anything like that? Um, I think probably for a lot of people like talking to the ball, <laughs> right? Like you're like, did that actually, you know, work? But <laughs> what do you say to the ball? What do you say to the ball? Anything, anything sit. to yeah, sit, go, whatever. Don't be in the bunker. <laughs> yeah. Don't be in the bunker. Dude, this week. Yeah. That is a problem for sure. For in, sure. In, in like American golf, like, uh, you know, traditional, or, sorry, non-traditional golf. Whoa. <laughs> I, that's a, that's a bold mis misstatement. Um, but in like, um, Parkland golf, like a bunker isn't a big deal really. Right. Right. For sure. Here it's like a shot. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was the number one thing this week off the tee, like avoid the bunkers, everything you can do. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, you know, like, was there any, um, do you have any like idiosyncrasies about the game? You know, like uh, like wraps on the grip, cut your fingernails on Mondays, anything like that? Any weird stuff that you do? Um, I would say not not really. I, I'm actually not super particular, like equipment or whatever. I, I always mark my ball with a $1 coin, silver dollar. Cool. I think that's my that's classic. little one thing. Yeah, yeah. That. It's like 
Yeah. Is that with uh, Susan B. Anthony? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so that's nice. It is. Yeah. yeah, I was into coin collecting actually. Really? As a is kid. That yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was just was like, I, do it. I don't know. Yeah. Joe just got something. It um, can't be a coin question. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. You go ahead. <laughs> I was going to ask about Sacagawea. <laughs> yeah. No. Sacagawea. Um, Sacagawea. No, it's Sacagawea. Sacagawea. <laughs> Sacagawea. Jesus. No, that's like a common like misconception. Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> I mean, we can look it up, but I'm going to be right. Sacagawea. Sacagawea is, is the native. Is the well, native. it's kind of like, you know, it's called Austin, not Austin. Yeah, but it's her name. <laughs> yeah, but you get to pronounce it. Do people mispronounce your name? Br- Brandon's usually pretty Brandon's good. Pretty people easy. misspell it, I bet, all the time. Yeah, yeah. Woo, I've gotten W-O-O maybe. Yeah, but, uh, misspelled. W- yeah, yeah. Uh, th- not actually my question, sorry. Uh, when you're describing... The f- your first hole earlier, and we actually saw you tee off because we were out there for the first couple groups. Um, and you and you mentioned because of the placement of the pin, how amped up you were. And I would use the term scared shitless if I was playing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, like it wasn't, I was nervous about it, but it's even your phrasing, your phraseology is amped up. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder, one, two-part question. One, are you more nervous over the opening tee shot of the Open or the your first shot in the Sunday round of the 2020 Corn, Corn Ferry Championship. And then two is like, where do you get nervous? Like, do you get nervous public speaking? Like, wh- where is that in your life? Just for yeah, context, yeah. this is the 20, this is the Corn Ferry Tour Championship that got you your PGA Tour card. Yeah, yeah. So that, that particular tournament is worth, but can you put a number on it? I, I don't know. I mean, obviously that career-wise, super important. And uh, Huge deal. Like you said, like there was... um. I can't remember the first tee shot of that day, but there's one key tee shot. So I played pretty well that round. I knew I was kind of close to the lead, and it's a par five, kind of a dog leg right with kind of shit on the left, shit on the right. You know, like you don't have to hit driver, but if you hit driver, you could have a seven iron in, and it's a great chance for birdie. And, you know, I was a little like, oh, you know, kind of protecting. When you're playing well, I feel like you instinctively get this, like, oh, I don't want to ruin it. And uh, I pretty much, I remember telling myself, I was like, hitting a good tee shot here could be the difference between getting your PGA Tour card and not. So I was like, you just have to hit a good shot. And I feel like in tournament golf, sometimes like there's holes where you just have to hit a good shot. Like that's, <laughs> that's what you Whoa. have to do. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, I, I was definitely a little nervous on that shot. But um, outside of that, I feel like there's certain parts of the round you'll get a, n- a little nervous at if you have a key putt or something like that. But, um, you know, I, I've gotten to do some public speaking over the years. And I feel like that's something I kind of enjoy. It's, it's fun sharing. Often it's about golf, so it's easy to talk about it. I like sharing kind of my perspective and my thoughts on it. And, uh, so yeah, it's all good. You seem very comfortable here. <laughs> um, I guess in closing, I really just have one more question. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> Rev yourself up. Yeah, this yeah. Is it, right? You got a different opening this time? Maybe a little bit of a different question. A different what? Opening? Are you gonna What do you mean? Like are you gonna ask it the same way or are you gonna lead is into it? Is there a new it? way to ask it? I don't know. You could be like <laughs> look around, like name some things. Okay, all right. Close your eyes. Okay. You're walking around the old course at St Andrews for the hundred and fiftieth open championship. There's a lot of things around you that are not alive. There's a lot of structures and items and things that some have been there for thousands of years some have been there for a week mm-hmm. they're inanimate objects which one would you be and why which one would i be yes which one would i be <laughs> um hmm. 
You know, I really love the castle kind of at the end of the road, a little bit run down. Not that that's my personality or anything, but uh, I, I just feel like it's really iconic. It's it's kind of a stunning location. Um, you know, a lot of people are walking by it, and uh, I, I just really like that building. It's You can't really see it from the course other than maybe a few shots, but uh, yeah, I just kind of like that symbolism of the castle kind of at the end of the road. Okay. Thank you. That's beautiful. <laughs> For those listening along, they kept their eyes closed for the duration of both question and answer. <laughs> yeah, Leaned in. So just so I know, is, where's the castle? Is it? So is it, if you take um, kind of... By the cemetery? See, I think so. So if you walk along the water, yeah. kind of at the end of the road, yeah. um, as the road kind of starts to bend, I think at the end, there's a kind of old ruins of a castle and yeah it's, it's pretty cool i think that's the summit i think that's where old tom and young tom are okay buried. yeah yeah i think that's right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's interesting yeah that's beautiful man i love that <laughs> that's great well thank you for joining us brandon i oh, appreciate it thank you so any much. questions for me what's what's your experience like here at the home of golf um you know it's been an interesting trip right it's been very different usually um you know my job is to make videos this has been a different week so um most of this week has been podcasts. And so that's really great because I really enjoy it. Um, and to be able to have a home base here at the Sounder, like HQ hotel clubhouse kind of thing with this great backdrop play daily. Like it's just like, <laughs> it's all just like having, having a good time with where we are in golf. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, it's been great and running into a lot of people that like, you know, like we like haven't really had a chance to sit down together. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, it's been great. I think, I think the interesting thing for me is like, I've my first time ever to the old course was right before the 2016 open, mm -hmm. but I wasn't here for the open. I was just around. I first time I ever saw it in person was with grandstands. Right. Right. And so now it's been a long time since it's had them. So it's interesting that it's strangely familiar to me with them, but now that there's the tournament with all these people, it's much different energetically. It's exciting to see everybody. So yeah, this week for me has been uh, just a just a, a process of like learning something new, kind of like yeah, seeing yeah. the place with this many people. This is like, I think it's like my seventh trip to St. Andrews, right, right. Um, and so it feels very different. And, and again, the 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 task at hand is a little different too. So um, yeah, I don't. I'm curious to know how it's going to evolve over time, and I honestly do. More than a long, more than I have in a long time, like watching everyone out here play the course. Like I want to play again yeah, yeah. so badly, <laughs> uh, but I can't get a tee time. So we'll <laughs> figure that out. Yeah, sure, yeah. No, sure. thanks for asking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you you're you're Dallas? Mm -hmm. Are you kind of linked into the Dallas golf community? There's there's just so many pros down there. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a bunch of pros. I yeah. think Dallas has become really popular, especially in the last few years. Uh, I played a course called Trinity Forest, um, which is great. Harry Higgs plays there, um, cool. Kelly Craft, a few others. Uh, so it's a good time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we got to come up there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're sure. like right next door. We're yeah. in Austin. Yeah. Yeah. Can we come up and film with you? Be fun. Would love to. Yeah, yeah. Come by. Cool. <laughs> Monday. Yeah. <laughs> we need, we need we'll a tea time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, here's, here's really just a question. Um, a lot of people just go home for the weekend, you know, like what are you what are you sticking around hoping to do in St. Andrews? Are, do you have a plane ticket? When are you going back? Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna fly home tomorrow out of London. Um, but you know, today kind of enjoy walk around. Another nice weather day, so it's perfect. Um, see the town a little bit, and then, yeah. Unfortunately, like the going home part of the weekend, sometimes it's just because you're playing the next week, or like have to kind of 
one week after the other. And that's kind of unfortunately like how the pro golf schedule goes. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, that's part of where a lot of time you don't really get to enjoy the places you go to. But, uh, you know, this week, luckily with the practice rounds and whatever, I've gotten to kind of take it in uh, and have a good time. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's really been fun being here. That's awesome. Cool, man. Thanks, Brandon. I really appreciate it. Man. Yeah, thank yeah, you. I appreciate cool. it. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for listening. See you soon. <laughs>